So I, I mean, I guess we can uh, we could do an intro. We could just kind of <laughs> c- copy uh, uh, AT- ATP and just dive in. And just dive right in. Is this really how the show starts? Just like this? Why not? At least uh, at least while we get our bearings again, we we took off uh, a long enough. Uh, we took a long break. It was a hiatus. Yeah, I'm calling it season two. So I, I really ask on that because we did what five, six, maybe seven we episodes. Did, we did six episodes last time. Six episodes. I would call that the the, the beta season. The beta season. I like that. So this yeah. could be this can be the official season one because okay, now, okay, because now, now we're both going to put some a little bit extra money into this. So that way we kind of not only have a financial investment, but we actually have a better uh, process. We were, it was kind of trial and error. Hence, you know, beta. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but before anything, I think we should just kind of, uh, for our listeners, what two or three people that will listen to it, at least in the beginning, we can fill them in about what has happened in our, uh, in our elongated absence, starting with, we were going to continue, uh, another episode when I came to see you for your wedding last year. Oh yes, that's right. But we got so, we got so busy. It's been that long. It's been that long. It's, it's been over a year. It's been over a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. We we never should have let this fall to the wayside. I know, and I, and and just so everybody understands too, it's not that we stopped talking for a year and a half. No, we just, no, we, just, we, we, we still, stopped recording it. <laughs> we would FaceTime all the time. Uh, I would say exclusively ninety percent of our communication is done via FaceTime, unless we're sending screenshots or links or whatever. But yep. then they're just add-ons to our FaceTime. So that's very true. The podcast continued for you and me, it but sure there's no record. But for it. No, yeah. <laughs> Oops. So that's sorry, why I, sorry, everyone. I can't say that coming back into this now, taking that time off and learning a little bit more of the podcast stuff, because I, I use the podcast app more than I used Apple Music or any type of streaming uh, music uh, player for that as my main entertainment while at work, while driving. Oh, yeah. Um, so I found definitely a whole new appreciation for it, especially longer episodes. And um, it kind of like really sparked me to like, I really want to get back into this because... I really think that we're still on the forefront of this before it becomes mainstream like that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's getting way more popular so, as yeah, and we're we're kinda we were ahead of the game and now we're probably still just a little bit ahead of the game, but it is very popular now. Yeah. So you know what I wanted to ask you right right from right off the bat because we were setting everything up here yeah. was do you use your iMac or MacBook uh night shift? Yes, absolutely. Oh really? Yeah. It's the one thing I've never enabled. I use it on my phone, uh, yeah. especially with the True Tone. I use it on the iPad with the True Tone. Yep. But on the Mac, there's something about the because I use my Mac for the uh, which I know we're going to talk more about it about you know shifting from one operating system to a different. But I use my Mac primarily for the more heavy grinding work stuff, not my browsing like this right here because we're mm-hmm. doing the yeah uh, you're doing audio recording and stuff and i have to use it you have to yeah but i feel Um, like editing and stuff like that i just i it it feels intrusive yeah so i use night shift on on the phone on the ipad but i don't use the built-in one on the mac i use a on an app called flux yeah. to handle all that and it's actually it gives you a lot more knobs and stuff to play with and you can change the colors and you know it's it's based on your location and it'll it even gives me a reverse alarm clock so i tell it what time i normally get up in the morning and how long i want to sleep for and it'll actually pop up a notification and say hey 
um, you need to go to bed in like an hour to get eight hours of sleep. I remember two years maybe before uh, Apple introduced their Flux equivalent, you introduced me to Flux and I used it and I was like, oh, on my original, like my old MacBook, bro. And I was like, this is great. And I loved yeah. it. And then I saw why they were very quickly to try to kill it because they're like, now oh, we got our own coming. So yeah, and I and I usually tend towards um, using the built-in one over having another app that's sitting running in the background just for resources' sake. And um, I tried that for a little bit, but I eventually went went back to Flux just because it's it's more powerful. Interesting. So give it to me straight then. Do you do you really believe the the science or the not science behind it? Do you think it really works with the Blu-rays? Uh, yeah, I I think so. Um, or do you think it's, it's more uh, mental? Like it psychs you out to be like, yeah, I'm tired because it's warmer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I, I think the big reason I use it is because if I turn it off and it's dark in the room or it's dark outside and it's just you're in a dark environment and you don't have that on, it's just that blasting blue-white light that is just very uncomfortable uncomfortable to my eyes and so having the night shift on it actually it's more comfortable for me just looking at the screen do you have it adjust to when the sun goes down like how the they do it on on apple's version of it oh oh yeah absolutely i feel like it gets dark so soon now i have more longer nights that i look at more orange saturated uh content than yeah i've had to tone it I guess tone it up a little bit so it doesn't get so orange because flux can go super orange if you want it to and i don't like that i have it where it doesn't it's too go much. it's too much yeah, yeah. so I, I keep it a little bit less what's crazy is that uh how much drastic it becomes when we go from not just night shift but true tone in night shift and when i saw that first with the uh the ipad pro it was like whoa i was playing with it to see yeah how, oh yeah it I could turn off night shift and just have my true tone, which is normally what I'll do on my phone. Like right now, that's what's going on. Um, and it'll work just fine for me where it's like I don't have those, you know, blue rays shot in my eyes. And I actually don't put night shift on and I do it manually, even though it's not uh, programmed that way. And so I, I don't put night shift on until I go lay down in the bed. I, I'm oh, off and on about being on my phone when I lay down. But yeah. when I try to lay down and just rest, I will bring my phone with me. And in there, that's when I, I'm full on. I max out night shift, true to everything about it. I put it as intense as possible so my eyes can not be so strained on it. But otherwise, uh, I just use True Tone uh, exclusively for e- everything else. So if I'm driving, oh, that's another one. Driving is when I'll keep Night Shift on because it doesn't really bother me the same. Uh, I, with my CarPlay going right there anyway, but I have the I have a mount. Uh, I'll put that there, and if it's like step or, or uh, yeah, step by step navigation, yeah. then the Night Shift is going there. But uh, with the CarPlay, I use the CarPlay more for the touchscreen and stuff like that anyway, so it doesn't yeah, really bother definitely. all the same. But it's just, yeah, it's interesting because when I went to go put Do Not I use the Do Not Disturb on my Mac all the time when I'm recording or something because it'll just bang with my speakers. But then I always look at Night Shift and like, I have yet to click it once. And you know what? I'm going to do it right now just because I've never done it. <laughs> Let's see. Whoa. You know what? It's actually not that bad. You know why it's not that bad? It's because it doesn't have True Tone. This is, you know what? No, I'll keep it. All right. <laughs> no, it looks yeah. more realistic. Yeah, this is not, this is not bad. 
Yeah. See, I I like it doing doing it for me automatically. I don't want to have to think about it. Just yes, turn it on and do your thing. Just like True Tone, just do your thing. Right. And then that's just that's how I approach that stuff. Yeah, man. So now the other abrupt thing I wanted to talk about, and after that we're just gonna kind of wing it. Was um, through for the past week, every morning I wake up and I get ready for work. I put on my watch, and the first thing my watch does is says. Michael has completed his activity for the day. <laughs> and I can't mean and I come to realize that I have no idea if you're being notified of my activities, whether I'm being lazy or not. Um, no, I, I get notified of your stuff. Um, <laughs> so when you were breaking the records and stuff, I saw it. In fact, I think um, one came through today from you. Huh. Um, that said that you had what it, I forget which one it was. It's probably my move. Yeah, it could have been. No, I thought it was more of it was like a weekly award or something. Oh, it was the weekly award. That's right, because I went seven days again. Uh, so I went so good on filling my rings all 2017 until I got the iPhone 10. Then Uh-oh. I did a. I didn't. I didn't do a backup. I start from scratch. Yeah. It didn't transfer my data, and at the beginning of November, I lost. I lost it all. So my uh. record broke. So because of that, I just kind of fell off the wagon on that yeah. thing. But I'm trying to get better back on it because every morning I'm getting, you know, notified about you, and I'm like, this guy. Well, and and the crazy thing is now when I wake up in the morning, uh, and I got really bad where I was just I would wake up, I'd go out into the living room, hop on the couch, and like read Twitter or whatever to try and wake up, and then it I would like look up and be like oh no i have to go get ready for work you know i i wanted to work out but i didn't right right so now when i wake up and since we're now sharing our data between each other i wake up i'm like god i gotta go beat randy (laughs) (laughs) uh on saturday i think it was saturday no sun uh it was friday and or saturday Mm-hmm. I know I was going pretty hardcore with my records with 200% and, and yeah. doing it. Because that's the day I was just, I was walking everywhere in Portland. And then yep. the following day, I went to go play in the mountains. So, I mean, I was getting my ass handed to me. Yep. I, 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 go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I think it was Sunday. Um, I got a notification that you had broken something. And I immediately went like, Oh crap! It's like noon and I haven't worked out yet. I'm gonna go work out, and I literally went and worked out because I was like, <laughs> I can't, I cannot let him beat me. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you at least set a realistic uh, calorie count where you're not putting it in the thousands. No, I, I no. can't reach you there. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, that's no. too much. Three fifty is what I have it set at. I think that that'll work for now. Yeah, what am I? I'm, I'm two twenty, maybe. I'm two twenty, but I'm breaking it every day. So actually, you know what? I didn't get notified for today, and I should have. Is oh the weekly my- summary? Yeah, to adjust I it. I should have. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna do that myself. I'm gonna do it without it telling me to because I'm taking the initiative. But um, yeah, so I see you doing all that, and it made me go like, you know. I, I could do better. Yeah, so. I I definitely like it. I like that you can share it, and you know, it's definitely making me want to work out more and and stick with it. And um, I remember early on this year, you had posted a photo of your streak at the very beginning. of I the I was year. like, oh, I want that. So that's that's my goal at the beginning. And I and I was going strong up until yeah. uh, up until I got the iPhone ten. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, come on. 
Tim Cook would be disappointed in me. So when you got your 10, did you uh, restore um, from an iCloud backup or you did just straight new build? Brand new from the ground up. Wow. See, and that's normally what I do. But this time I restored from an iCloud backup. I was following your footsteps. (laughs) So I, yeah. I. I, damn it. (laughs) Well, I was sitting in the, the store. After I had gotten it, I wanted to get it set up. And, you know, I have an hour-long drive home. And I was like, uh, I'm just going to restore from backup. It's going to bring all my apps over. It's going to download all the podcasts and everything that I need to, to like, you know, entertain myself on the way home. Yeah. And so I did it that way. And what was really cool was it's like, um, do you want to set up from a, an existing iOS device? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And it said, okay, bring it nearby. You bring it nearby, it sees it, and just sucks everything over. Whoa. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know. It, <laughs> w- I it, was, it was awesome. I, it, <clears throat> it's a new thing. You know, I'm not used to doing the backup thing, but it worked it really well. It just worked. Yeah, it just worked. I was impressed. <laughs> you know what's crazy then is uh, I... I would have to give that a go. So my thought, here's how I justified it for myself, and it's completely me just trying to justify it, is I went 10 years of doing a backup and restoring from a backup. Mm-hmm. And since we got a brand new layout, a whole new design, and a whole everything, I figured this is for the next 10 years, I'll start backing up. Yeah, I'll restore from backup, but yeah. it's like, this is a new era. We have a new design. This is going to be the foundation going forward for the next you know decade. So I'll start, you know, every time they do a, a drastic change like that, I will... You know, do it like that then as yeah. well. Yeah, I, I agree. It could, cleaning out all that stuff and starting fresh is good. It, it can't hurt anything, right? No. no I stopped getting, Remember how I was having that weird issue where it was asking me to log into all these, like, Japanese or Japan uh, email accounts? Yeah, I remember that. Because of all these weird old, you know, data that was kind of, like, left behind on something in my iCloud. So uh-huh. now it's, you know, it's brand new. Yeah, and it's all clean. And it brought my fo- my biggest thing was keeping my photos, but since I have the iCloud photos anyway, it brought all that over. Yeah. Um, it did not bring over my old text messages, which kind of feels weird having to cut that so soon. But all that stuff is saved on my iPad anyway, so I still kind of got a yeah, record. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's still there, and it's it's, it's, it's text messages. It's not it's not that. Yeah. Uh, like photos, that was the big one for me. I didn't want to lose my photos. And the text messaging thing will be a thing of the past too. Once they move all that into iCloud, I was and listening to that on a different podcast today about how they're like, oh, now that messages are going to be moved to the cloud as well. There's almost no need for a backup or a restore from a backup when it's all cloud based anyway. Yeah, if it's all cloud based, yeah, you, you don't need any of that. If we're doing cloud based, what was the size that you got for your phone? I bought the 256. Okay, I didn't know if you got the six because I remember you talking about the two, uh, the 64. I was going to do it. the 64, but um, you know, standing in line there, and they asked me, they're like, "Which one do you want?" And I was like, "I want the silver in 256." And they're like, "Oh yeah, no problem." <laughs> you know, I, I oh go ahead. I felt the pressure. <laughs> yeah, ah, I'll take it. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like if you're spending the money and. I, I really don't want to have to deal with storage man- mitigation. managing yeah. storage. I just want it all to just work. And so I was like, I will spend the extra 100 bucks or whatever it was and be done with it. Interestingly enough, they were talking about I – read, I read this and then I also heard it I think on the same podcast that um, the, the phone, the iPhone X specifically – 
Though in high demand, they were not on short supply. And what they were explaining was that had you not made the pre-order on time, like a lot of people didn't, it was still a very high chance you were going to be able to go to the store and pick one up the day of launch. However... The Series 3 Apple Watch was a different case. That was in high demand, especially the uh, LTE connectivity one. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy to think. I know because I figured like to me in my mind how strong and how powerful uh, of a a device the phone is now. The phone is the new computer. The watch Mm -hmm. would be the new mobile device. Yep. Yep, that's exactly what it's become. And that's how it feels in my head. And then what does that make the iPad and then the Mac? Because the Mac is basically out the door. Oh, yeah, we we can talk about that too. My my fears of the Mac. Uh, The Mac go Yo. Mac's impending death. After the security breach of Wi-Fi, and then they give you a patch, but then when you update the patch anyway, it just reset it again. This This is the most buggiest... For iOS 11 and yeah, 11 for Mac OS. And, Mac and High Sierra, just uh, absolutely horrible. I, I've never seen them like that. They've always been on point. Yeah, I don't know. And after all the beta, and iOS 11 was the longest beta running uh, iOS for the, the major release yeah. version ever with what, seven or eight? I betas? thought it was eight. I thought it was, they had eight it, it betas. It was high up there. It yeah. broke it because six was the max for, and that was on iOS I think that was iOS 10 or iOS uh, 7, one of them. Probably 7. Because 7, they wanted to make sure they got that one right. Well, yeah, they, they changed the whole look and feel of everything. So I hear they dropped the ball so bad, uh, Sir Johnny Ives is going to be stepping in again to yeah, take he's control. coming back, although I think he's coming back to fix what they did to the MacBook Pros. But <laughs> Oh, and wow, the touch bar. I am glad I did not. Uh, get money happy and, and just drop something. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm really glad. I got the 13 inch non touch bar, the MacBook Escape thing is great. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. And like a lot of people hate the keyboard. I actually don't mind the keyboard too much. But, but you got some. T- you got more tactile feedback than like the MacBook. Than the MacBook, yeah. They because yeah. they changed the keyboard a little bit, and I had the MacBook previous, and that was crazy because that was almost like tapping on glass right as what it felt like there was like almost no travel which i mean it took a little getting used to but it, it wasn't i didn't think it was bad so right it's but, it's like anything else there's there's a learning curve to it but then after the learning curve you're, you're kind of you're kind of set on it yeah but, you just get used to it yeah but what's crazy is that the, the macbook pro with the touch bar that that just didn't age well that bombed i mean that just bombed i mean it's it's cool that they're like thinking of new ways to like move the whole thing forward and it's it's really a step in the direction of them totally getting rid of the keyboard altogether and just having two touch screens right you know having a screen and then the whole lower half where the keyboard was and the trackpad was just becomes a giant trackpad right right it just so the Good, good concept, bad execution is what I would say. Yeah, I I think the the winner out of all that was Touch ID. I think right. bringing bringing Touch ID to the Mac was was smart, and they should definitely stick with that. Although my assumption is Touch ID is dead, and Face ID will come to the Mac, and it'll right. come to the iPad, and all that, and and that's great because Face ID I I think works really well. How do you I, like it? I love it. I I really don't have any problems with it. I 
every once in a while it'll fail and usually it's because it's my fault right i don't have the i'm not looking at it just the right way or or i didn't see my attention so i have to like you know cancel and redo it but what's interesting is how uh if I'm slightly off like this, uh, it, and I'm holding at an angle, it doesn't yeah. like right now. It doesn't read my face. I have to have it flush with my face, and then there it goes. What I find interesting is uh, Unbox Therapy talked about how like you have to you know submit to your phone and almost do like a bow, and, and, <laughs> and he really trashed it. And I, and and from a certain point of view, I understand where he's getting at it, but I don't think it's as robotic as you as you, as he was painting the picture to be because. Uh, there's a learning curve, and I remember there being quite the delay on the 5S with the with the initial Touch the ID. Touch ID, as well. yeah. I had to always hold my phone a certain way that I never did before, and mm-hmm. instead of just sliding to unlock. Mm-hmm. Because I think before Touch ID, I never really cared so much about locking my phone. No, you, no, there was no reason to. You just slide, it unlocks, and you go. And what I like about Face ID is it brings that that whole you don't need to really unlock again. It just automatically does it. Because yeah, it just happens. It just happens because what I liked with the with with the iPhone, I guess technically the five. I didn't have the five, but with with the five down when you didn't have Touch ID, uh, for me, like a lot of people, and and I know it's it's the majority, and and, and some people have, are the exception for it, but their phones are on them, like they don't really feel that necessity to have a security lock on their phone because it's always on you at all times. Yeah, and so just a slide unlocked was good enough, and especially when you know showing the gesture of unlocking uh, from like the initial iPhone, just like oh it's easy and it's so small you could do it with, with one hand, and then they brought. Uh, touch ID and then touch ID was that okay maybe there is some security factors to be applied here knowing that then they're going to actually now introduce mobile uh, payments payments like yeah yep you really wanted to be ready for that completely get that but there was a learning curve about how I actually held my uh, my four to then my 5s and then the six six I, I did have to adjust but then it became so quick that when I touched it, it just it was too quick I couldn't look at my notifications send me home uh, and yeah. now th- and now it didn't feel like it was a lock screen anymore it just felt like I was bypassing uh, a pro the uh, a process in the the home screen of it all and now with face id it goes back to what it feels like before the touch id where it's just there and everything's still secure where i can show you this and you can't see my text message can't see it nope and then i look at it and then it's now i can read it and it's just it's already unlocked yeah, and yeah it, it feels like it took away so there's not this some i don't agree with the notion of you have to submit to the phone and hold it a certain way it's 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 a you know, it's a first-gen uh, product, and it's only going to get better. Yeah, it's definitely going to get better. Um, I think it's pretty good as it is, and yeah, it's going to get quicker, and it's going to become so seamless that you're not even going to realize it. Like the whole swipe-up gesture to go home. I mean, it took me a little bit of getting used to, but once you get used to it, the whole the phone just works so much better now. Like, I it's so fluid. You just you swipe up, and then if you want to go to the to a different app, you just swipe down on the, you know, the slide area down below. And I, I don't know. I I am a big fan of of where they're taking this. It's just it's so fluid and, and easy to move throughout the system now. Right, and I and I'm interested to see how the iPad is going to be uh, at the beginning of the year when they announce it. Sh- show what type of integrations they're going to bring. Yeah. Uh, so actually, on the subject of iPad, what do you, what are your thoughts about uh, about that being your new computer? Uh, it's very very strange. Um, so I, I 
still run into little things here and there when I'm trying to do stuff. So for example, I was doing a PowerPoint presentation for school and I was trying to edit some of the notes and I kept getting these weird sync failures that didn't quite work out. And then like trying to get photos in there and then adjust the photo and to, you know, add effects and stuff. It just, it wasn't as powerful as it is on the Mac or on, you know, a windows box. Right. And and I, I understand that. Um, but I, I'm not quite ready to fully give up my Mac to go full iPad. You know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to do stuff and I'm trying to do a lot of stuff. You know, I'm, I have to write an essay every week. And so I try to, you know, I pull up Word and I sit there and I type using the iPad. And I try to do a lot of stuff on the iPad just to to get used to it. Because my fear is the Mac is on its last leg and Apple's getting ready to kill it. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but probably within five years, the Mac is going to be the distant past. You know, you're going to be able to do all your iOS development on an iOS device, which means, hey, developers, you don't need the Mac anymore, right? Um, With the split screens, you can now do a lot more. You can can have two apps up on the screen, and you can throw a third one on top of it with picture-in-picture, right? So so they're kind of building the windowing features into it. So it's, it's definitely taking on a lot of what the mac can do in just a different way it's it's kind of like if we were to reimagine what a computer is today mm-hmm. this is how they would build it and that's what they've been doing for the past um what seven years however long the ipad's been out seven yeah seven so so they're they're trying to like rethink how computing will be done in the future and you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see an iOS laptop at some point. I think that would definitely get me to to think long and hard about giving up the Mac. What's interesting about that concept is that they they're so adamant that uh, iOS doesn't require a trackpad because the gestures are your fingers. It's not supposed to have a mouse. That's not how you engage with the OS as you would like with Windows. And uh, I feel like. My 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 foreshadowing. We will and we'll remember this season one officially, <laughs> episode one. We are gonna remember this episode that I'm giving it two years when it's a full fledged standalone uh, Mac killer. And the reason why is the only thing in my humble opinion that it's missing is the pro applications. Yes, and the fact that it is now it is so powerful. The the, the Geekbench scores of it are astronomical. With the yeah. iPhone, it's alone. The iPhone clocks higher than uh, the MacBook. Yep. The the first MacBook. Yep. And uh, the iMacs too. The 5K iMacs. Exactly. So, and you know the iPads are going to get even more with that with their in house chips that they're building. Oh yeah. They I think they are finally now not. My my thought process, they actually have the power now to now go ahead and do this with the pro applications. Yep. What they lack now is what they lean on the developers for to actually now make them go to go do it. Because where you're gonna run into this problem, and I think where it all has to kind of like come together as a whole with cloud, with iPad, with uh with when I say iPad I mean hardware, and then the software developers, is that you're gonna need a strong enough 
uh, storage facility to store these higher end uh, applications that you do, whether it's Photoshop, whether it is Final Cut Pro, Logic. Uh, you, 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 when you bring the Pro applications, and, and there, I know there's a few like stage right. So there's, but the point is, all the Adobe apps that would come over, all the Mac apps that will come over, and all in the Pro uh, ecosystem of it all. Once that actually hits the iPad Pro, then at that point, there's no real sense or I would say obligation to actually feel kind of devoted to using the Mac OS because you would see them kind of like flirting with the idea the moment they use the uh, the touch bar and they said that, oh, here's how you can scrub your footage when you're editing Final Cut Pro. Here's what you could do in Logic when you're doing with music or anything audio-based. Yep. Or with uh, Photoshop, here's how you can adjust the, the contrast. So they were showing you right there and I felt like that was a very good foreshadow of what they're trying to do with iOS once they kind of get it right on that and it's going to take some time but i think that they actually have the hardware now especially with the apple pencil and everything else to, to, for the for the precision of what you need and i actually think that they actually have the strong horsepower with their a chips that they are bringing out and everything they're trying to do in-house and so they can just be also contained in their own little ecosystem of hardware as well that you, they're not going to worry about an ipad overheating or uh shutting down or closing unexpectedly or have anything like that because ios is still you know a very closed off ecosystem where you don't have to worry about hacks or bugs the same yeah. way oh yeah Definitely. As long as you get the Wi-Fi part fixed and no one can hack your Wi-Fi, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. So I, I give it two years personally because now what we're getting is we're going to get small incremental adjustments. We're going to get uh, Face ID for it. Um, I don't think the form factor is going to change that much. I think they're just going to start bringing more accessories to it. And just like anything else that we've been seeing with the products, everything's just going to get stronger and uh, eventually cheaper. And because it's going to get cheaper, they're going to give you two base models, or I wouldn't say base models, but they'll give you two models of the iPad, regular iPad, and then iPad Pro. And iPad Pro will be the ones that can handle the Pro applications. And then the iPad Pro that we have now would just be the future regular iPad. Yeah, so, so how are you using the iPad? I love it. I would tell you that outside of school, um, I use it exclusively. I've turned on my Mac only to do well to do this so we're recording this this is a prime example of what uh, what i'm saying that with with what we're using with all these multiple screens we're using a website that has html5 and we're, we're able to use this for uh hosting and actually holding our our podcast here so there's certain things that really need to be fine-tuned for it to work but outside of this outside of using my logic for when I'm doing anything audio related, I, I am not on this thing and, and I have no desire to do it to the point where I cleared, I cleared everything off. I've actually, uh, for Black Friday, I got a two terabyte uh, hard drive, external hard drive. I moved everything, uh, film, footage, ev my whole life is now on this and I got my older ones that are still plugged in there as just backups for extra storage. But now my Mac has been completely cleaned because I'm already starting that migration away from Mac OS to the iPad's OS. And the reason why is iPad OS, iPad, oh, I'm, I'm iPad OS. I would, I would love for that to be a thing, but iPads, uh, iOS is working perfectly. I have not had any bugs on like uh, on iPhone, but uh, the OS is working great for me. And uh, everything that I want to do, whether it's YouTube, 
uh, especially with the picture and picture or the split screen. Oh, picture picture is awesome. Love it. I, I am doing everything I want right there on the spot. Uh, when I took my trip to Oregon, I just brought that and I brought my phone and uh, I did my more heavy duty uh, like flight, flight itineraries or uh, hotel reservations, all those things that you would do on a website anyway. I did on the iPad and just because of the screen real estate of it, uh, it works. And then my phone was just my my mobile you know computer of whenever yeah. I was not at my hotel or at the airport. And so, your camera. It's and my camera. I love this camera so much. The I use 4K 60 frames for video uh, exclusively for everything. I absolutely nice. love it. But uh, I use I even use the iPad to edit my videos now. Where I'm doing an experiment where I'm filming everything on the iPhone 10. Yep. And then uh, I will move it. I'll wait for it to go up to the cloud, and it will take a while because it's all dumbing on 4K. And then I will edit on iMovie. Just because I'm kind of purposely restricting myself. And sometimes, I will admit, uh, at the beginning, I just airdropped it to my Mac and still used iMovie. But yeah. right now, I'm not touching Final Cut because I'm just challenging myself. Nice, nice. So I've, I really stepped away from iMac uh, or just Mac OS as a whole. And it, it frustrates me because I love Mac OS. I love how clean it is. I, love, I do too, yeah. I love it. I will not tell you anything bad about it except the fact that it looks like the... The lack of support is showing massive so like- lack of support. Yeah, they're they're really kind of just dropping it, and you know they they talked about oh we're gonna come out with a, a Mac Pro right a new right. new Mac Pro which they haven't they haven't released since 2013, and right. even then they screwed it up and pissed Yo, everyone off. They need to hurry up and tech. Uh- hey. <laughs> that's a prime example they need to hurry up and tag yep totally that plug was brought to you by randy and mike <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah they they really pissed a lot of people off with that and then you know i i really think they were they were going to do the imac pro and thinking that was going to appease all the the high-end mac users and I don't think that worked, and you know they scrambled, and they're like, "No, no, no, we're gonna make like a real Mac Pro now." And um, right. yeah, it's it's. Let's, go ahead. No, I, f- I feel like they're they're ignoring their um, their pro users for market share. You know Very what I mean? much like, so. I feel like they're tried so hard to just you know be all over the place in every budget that you can afford. That they are neglecting those diehard. They sh- I would even, yes, I would no. even call them Apple fans. I would say people that actually have professionals, a like they like need yeah. professionals who need the horsepower and need those applications to get their job done, right? Right. Yeah. And they're they're totally neglecting them. I mean, they let Aperture die, right? And so yeah. they basically seceded to Adobe. And well, now Pixelmate or Pixelmate Pro is out. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, but that looks pretty awesome. I have not looked into it. No, I know uh, it's out, but I haven't. I haven't done it. Yeah, yeah. I and you know, I use I use Pixelmate. I used it to create the logo for this podcast. I created Remember? I created a logo for the launch that I did. Um, you know, it's real powerful. But you know, that's something that Apple used to hold. They they were the king of of the pro apps, right? Yeah. If, you, if you wanted to do uh, making movies, it was Final Cut. If you wanted to do audio, it's Logic, right? If you want to yeah. do pictures, you know, high end picture storage management, adjusting all that, that was Aperture, right. and none of those really are being pushed forward. 
I agree. And that's I that's why I'm kind of waiting to see. I subconsciously I think that's why I made the choice to kind of try to edit everything on the iPad or on my phone because I wanted to see that was I just was I just being a snob that I'm putting all my faith in those higher end applications that uh, I've completely disregarded the the, the lower stuff. end consumer version. Yeah, what's accessible? Even stuff that I don't mind paying a little bit for. Sure, yeah. Uh, as long as I'm not, you know, it's not the three hundred dollar price tag. Uh, I, I little I can I can afford to drop twenty dollars on an app uh, if it's a if, if it's, it's a good a, video editor yeah, replacement. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm trying it because like I want to I want to see where their vision is right now and if it doesn't work then i can just always just go back and open up final cut again and i could just come back onto the mac but i feel like i purposely kind of like put myself in a corner and i say this metaphorically and also literally my mac is in a corner in my office right here and i put it in the corner where it's not a macbook it's an imac it's stationary i can't bring it with me and that was the intent that this was to be my hub for the stronger and stuff which is why i wanted the 5k in the first place yeah but then i think about those other people who do this as a full-time job and they need this as their career and they have to find these uh substitutes where they have to get a macbook pro and then buy that lg monitor mm -hmm. and then plug it in so they can replicate uh an updated mac pro when it's not the same even if they max out all the specs yeah it's, it's just not it's the not same. the same. It's not yeah. the same. You, you're dealing with different thermals, and you, you can't get a laptop chip that's as power as powerful as like a, a Xenon eight core or whatever. Right. You right. just you can't do it. So you're you're not going to be able to get the same performance out of a, a MacBook Pro that you would out of a, a Mac Pro. Exactly. And so I feel like if if Apple's really doing this, I'm I'm entertaining their idea now because it's so early on and that maybe that's the early adopter in me that's like, okay, let's see what you got because I can afford to take those types of risks because it's not my full-time job. But they should have been it, – it should not be four going on five years for a Mac Pro for people who actually need the Mac Pro. That is too long of yeah. – that. Well, the Mac Mini too. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Same, I mean, same thing. Same thing. That that covers a lot of people too, right? Exactly. I, yeah. I, people run those as like little media servers, or if you want to get a Mac because you love Mac OS, and you already have a keyboard, a mice, and a monitor, mm -hmm. you get a Mac Mini, right? That's how you. That's how you dabble. Right. And and before you move up to spending three grand on an iMac, you know, five K. You, you want to see if it'll work for you, and that's that's where the Mac Mini sits, and they haven't updated that since 2014 or something. That thing's yeah, they're it's it's going away, and and I hate I hate when it's in this purgatory state like the Mac Pro or the it's Mac Mini. Come out and say that you're killing it. Hey, get rid of it. We're we're done with the Mac Mini. We we're sunsetting it, and. You can't get it do, anymore. Do what you did with the airport and and just say it. And so therefore you don't. Have yeah, because because I was waiting. I was waiting to upgrade my Wi-Fi, and Me I was and I was like, okay, guys, you know, I need something better here. Are you gonna come out with something? And then it was finally like, nope, we're out of the market. It's like, okay, I'm gonna go buy an Eero then. Right. Yo, what's so crazy is that they had such a good accessory line with with Wi-Fi or with their. I liked their in-house uh, display that they had for the uh, their their uh, cinema display that they called it. Mm -hmm. that yeah, like the, the iMac. I liked it. It was gorgeous. Yeah, and now they're outsourcing, and it's yeah, just like it's, yeah, it's a it's a slap in the face, is what it is. I I don't want an, an LG monitor just right. because you worked with LG on how to get it to work properly doesn't mean that I want to go spend money and buy it you know if, if i no have sex appeal you right know? <laughs> if i have a mac under the desk 
I want a nice big, huge 8K, 40 inch Apple right. built monitor that looks yeah. great and shows that, yes, guess what? I'm an Apple guy. Especially because they make good hardware. Like, that's yeah. Apple's known for their good hardware. Yes, yes. So, yeah, it's it's very frustrating. No, but the, instead they focus their accessories on on uh, on watch bands. Yeah, exact watch bands, phone cases, phone which, cases. <laughs> cool little segue. Let's talk about the phone cases. I have a silicon case. You have a leather case. I do. Yes. Let's 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 talk about that because I know why you don't like silicon. However, I will also say that I don't think it's the same material that you once experienced. Really, it's yeah. not the same as the last. Because my last case on the iPhone 7 Plus was a silicon case. How? What are you doing with your phone to get that thing so beat up? Well, and that's not really the problem, the beat up part. The, the part that I hated was it's so grippy that when I put it in my pocket and then try to pull it out, it gets stuck. So it's not <laughs> like easy in, easy out. It that was my grippy. problem with it. And yes, I did beat the hell out of my last one. I <laughs> don't ask me how. I don't know. What I, are you doing? I apparently I'm very hard on iPhone cases, but Well, you got to be, you know, I think when you have a $1200 iPhone, you're going to learn to respect it a little bit more. Yeah, oh, I oh, <laughs> dude, don't get me wrong, I respect it, but even this even my leather case is starting to get beat up. It's I know. <laughs> I can't respect nothing. <laughs> That's why you're you're Apple's favorite customer because you'll just be back in three months and buy another. So I've had this thing for a month. Now to be fair, it's only been a month, but and I and there is tear. I have some tear that's happening down here. I'll put it up. Uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm putting this up to the camera so Mike can see, and I'm hoping it'll focus. No, look at that. Yes, I had the I had a similar issue with my my silicon case too. So there's a little cracking that's happening, but I mean I also know that there's natural wear and tear with yeah. it. Yeah. What I will say about this and why I think I chose this one, I bought all three. I got this one, I bought a leather one, and I bought the folio case because I was curious about oh, it. Oh, you got the folio. You're going to have to tell me about the folio. Yes. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll go in reverse order and end up with uh, end with the one that I have now. Okay. Let's, let's start with the – we'll start with the leather. Uh, the leather case – uh, very high premium uh, quality. You can feel it. You know it's there. It's authentic leather. I love it, and I love the tactile buttons that you feel. All the buttons the are the buttons are so good on this case. They're, the buttons almost had me sold about just staying with leather because yeah. the buttons are like that's clicky. Yeah. That's what I want. I mean, they're I metal it. buttons built into the case. It's it's awesome. I love how how there's just slight color uh, variances yep. too, so that way you can see a lot better than like mine. You can barely see, but yours like no, it's shiny. The, yeah. the te- everything about it is different. Yep. And, but the case, the leather case, I I do love. Not did I? I still do love that case. However, I I would say in this, some of it's subjective, and the other is just from also what I experienced. One, subjectively, I wasn't a fan of the color selection that they had this time. I, there was nothing I was like, oh, I want that. If they had the olive green, which is what I have here, mm-hmm. if they had the olive green uh, in leather, I might have uh, got that one. But they had all these different blues and the pink and the uh, you know the, the regular leather. Right. That's great. And the black, all that's fine. I just I was like. Mm. I, for 50 70 or whatever the cost is, i just eh, i don't want to 
I wasn't impressed with it, uh, and especially at the moment of it, too, that uh, not even Product Red was out there, and I think they came out with it maybe short, like a week later. But I, I wasn't a fan of the, of the colors, but that's all completely subjective. But uh, for functionality, what I did not like about it is that there was something more bulkier about it that I just I, I couldn't really wrap my hat around um, as opposed to like the silicon case that we have here uh, feels like it really wraps around a lot more and it just it feels thinner but I'll come back to that in a second but it just there's something thick about it and it's because it's leather and you've got a quality and it's yeah. protected yep. and I like that and uh, another one that's also subjective is some people don't like how leather starts to uh, warp after you kind of break it in and like oh it doesn't look like how, but it's supposed to, by design it's supposed to warp yeah but people don't understand to wear, that yep. but it for me uh, there was a thickness to it I, I just felt like I couldn't really get behind and I actually like the grippier material because I don't want to drop my $1,200 phone I am scared <laughs> I need something as grippy that will stick on my sweaty palms and so leather was great it didn't get the job all the way done Going to the folio case, I saw that, I bought it. And uh, <laughs> so I actually bought the leather and the silicone uh, simultaneously. And then I went back and I returned the leather for the folio. Mm. And then I just got the blue one. I was like, oh, let me just try it out. I wasn't sure I was going to get it. And I love how it's magnetic like the iPad. I love how oh, you just open it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it, it, you just take the leather case and, and put a, a fold over it. You got the folio case. You open it, and there's a magnetic strip on the bottom right that actually wakes it and sleeps it like you do the iPad. Nice. And they're the only one as of today of recording this that actually have that design. I don't know if it's a patent. I don't think it's a patent pending thing, but I know that they're the one that does it right now, and it doesn't damage any of the cards that you put in there. I want to really, really, really love uh wallet cases i want it because i want everything done in just one 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 shot yeah and that's one where i i can compromise having a thick case at that point because i know my cards are going to be in there and for me i still got the secret card holder to this day i've had it for um, what a year and a half now i still have it and i carry five cards on there so um i like the idea of having it all in one the problem is Functionality-wise, and I think this is across the board, unless people aren't on their phones like we are, the holding it just doesn't feel comfortable. Yes, that was that was my fear with it. Was this is an awesome case? It looks cool. I would love to have the wallet built in, but if I'm holding the phone and using it now, I have it. It's like I'm holding a book. I don't. I don't quite get that. The way I held it, so I, if you're right-handed and you're holding it like this it opens to the left when you're holding it like that your fingers your 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 pointer fingers all have to like kind of be open to hold the flap open and you're using your thumb you have to use two hands to navigate throughout the whole phone yeah. you can't just do simple small gestures you cannot hold the phone like this where it rests on your pinky yeah. and you use your thumb the, the the universal you can't do that because it, it will close on itself so no matter what you do, and you can't you can't fold it back behind and hold it behind the phone. You or can is that fold awkward? it back behind. It is extremely uncomfortable. It doesn't feel comfortable. Uh, doesn't feel natural about it. So it's just it's not there. And if you did it with the left hand and you hold it open, I would use my thumb as like the the bookmark to just kind of keep it open. And so I ended up doing more things with my with my thumb, but I still need to use my other hand. It just it becomes a mini an iPad mini mini a mini iPad mini. <laughs> that's what it becomes <laughs> and so 
for me, it took away the the mobile the the, the mobile aspect of of having a phone and and, and i want to like it but there's no right comfortable way of holding the phone and since i was especially had to learn the learning curves of using the gestures the last thing i wanted to do was relearn how to hold a phone so it was too much for me i returned it okay and i ended up getting uh you know the cheapest one because i like the grip i like the color selection even right now um and i like that it wraps around and then ultimately what this has what the leather doesn't is the microfiber casing actually goes even on the inside of the brand where it will protect mm-hmm. the stainless steel. Nice, and nice. It's the only one that had it. And I was torn. I was like, if the leather had that uh, wrapped on the inside as well, I would have done that. But I understand for design purposes, it, it really can't do that and still have the tactile buttons. Yeah. So, it, you know, yeah. there's a compromise. Sure. But for 40 bucks or whatever, I if this ruins in the next four months or whatever, I you know, I can always go get another. Yeah, or, that's true. But actually, I'm going to get the grip the 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 d brand grip oh really i already i reserved it on uh on their uh, uh gofundme or their uh kickstarter or for instead of 60 for 30 bucks uh there was promoting it and i saw how grippy it was and because i don't want to drop it i love i love the bumper design my iphone 7 had the bumper design the yeah whole, oh yeah this whole life yeah i love that design yeah the bumper was really great so that's my that's my one. I'm waiting for them to actually start shipping it, and then I will actually just at the end of it, this will be retired. I'll use this for other occasions, and uh, I will just have the D brand grip. So, plot twist: none of them win. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> so let's change gears a little bit. Let's yeah. talk about minimal home screens. <laughs> okay uh for our listeners get, give a background it all started with this link that you sent me describe tell me about this link it changed my life okay so <laughs> so i'd have to go and look up um who wrote it but it was a post on medium and basically he it's this guy he has his iphone and he's like yeah i keep all of my apps in a single folder and i have nothing on my home screen other than four icons in the dock that's it and one of those icons is the folder so he's got like three main apps and then a folder with all the other apps and i'm i'm reading this i'm like huh this sounds interesting and so i sent it to you and you were immediately like yep i'm in throwing apps into a folder and and sending me screenshots like i fell in love and you're like yes i'm doing this and i was i was a little more skeptical um and i eventually came to go and try this and so i started on the ipad and what i did was tippy toed in tippy toed in i threw everything into a uh folder on the ipad except for a bunch of dock icons the my main used apps on the ipad so i left those in the dock and then i have the applications folder and so basically it literally turns my ipad into a mac it's exactly how i have my mac set up i have my dock with all my use my most used apps and then a folder for my applications for everything else that is exactly how my mac is set up so for me i was like oh i'm at home and almost instantly i was like ah the ipad makes sense now And so it's not cluttered anymore. It's not cluttered. I'm like, this is brilliant. This is this is how it always should be. I don't want a grid of a bunch of stuff on my desktop. I want it all put away. And that's how my Macs are. 
I have a very clean desktop. You know, I have the Macintosh hard drive, any other drives that are plugged in, and I have a Dropbox alias. That's it. It all makes sense. And it, and it all made sense. And so it clicked on the I, the iPad. And so I was like, hmm, okay, let's go try this on the phone. How long have you been doing it now? About a week? Um, when did I Shy when, of a week? When did I send you the let's screenshot when I did that? Okay, I'll tell you right now. Okay, so iPad, uh, you did it on the 3rd. So that's over a week. Over a week, that's yeah. That's two weeks ago. On the phone, you sent me the phone... Uh, last Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. So coming up on a week. Coming up on a week. Um, so you'll notice on the on this screenshot that I sent you, I have one app on the home screen, and that's my calendar app. And the reason I have it on the home screen is because it's a widget. It's not really an app, right? It shows me the actual day of the week and the number. So yeah. for me, it's a widget. It's not really an app. Same, same. And, um, you know, I have messages because that is probably my number one most used app is messages. And then to do to doist and mail. That's those are like my three biggies. You love to do us to, to this day. Oh, my God. I so I've tried other um, task management apps and stuff. And I like wonder list or whatever. I tried wonder list. I've. I've tried thing. I actually started on things, and then when things came out with their new version, version three, I went back to things to try, and that lasted all of four days before I had to go crawling back to Todoist. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going through the photos right now, and I realized that the one I sent you wasn't the one I ended up going with. My design uh, when I did it with Mike, uh, it was naked. Mike, do you remember this? It was completely blacked out yes and that's it yep i wanted everything to be boring but it was a little bit too boring for me so what i ended up doing was i just took the wallpapers from that website yeah and i got all the different shades of it as well and yep. i was like okay i wanted some color to it but you know what i will tell you this this is a true uh as night and day yes i'm, yes. I'm using that i'm using that wallpaper right now the all black wallpaper saves so much battery it is freaking crazy i should try that i should try that next it, it really works i tr- so out of the week of my experiment three days of it was with just the pure black wallpaper mm-hmm. or the lack of wallpaper and the oled just saved my battery yeah like so crazy but all the same my review of it I, uh, i'm gonna read you i'm gonna read out loud my because i wrote you a very detailed review because i put a lot of thought into it i have a lot and- more thoughts too so you read your thing and then Okay, so I'm going to read uh, almost, you know, basically uh, verbatim here. So I go, okay, so the minimalistic style definitely worked. I'd say a little too good, honestly. I'll tell you the first, uh, I'll tell you the twist first, then uh, everything afterwards uh, will have context. Uh, I ended up staying off my phone altogether. Oh my God, I forgot I said that. That's true. I ended up hey, staying off my phone. Dude. I am the same way now. I like I pick up my phone and I open it and I'm like, do I have notifications? Yeah. Oh, cool. I have stuff to do. And then after that, I I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm done here. And I turn it off yeah. and walk away. It's insane. <laughs> That's never happened. It reprogrammed my brain. Yeah, the twist me is too. I stayed off my phone altogether. But it reprogrammed it in like a day. Yeah. How? You're done. You're done. When you try the all black design, you're gonna feel like I don't belong here. <laughs> and then you just get off. Um, opening up the phone uh, made me stop and kind of appreciate the background. That's when I put the background on it. Uh, and then, 
and then I did what I needed to do, and then I got off. I got to, I got so used to using the slide down feature and typing in the app I wanted to open that I think that's my new preferred way of finding everything, and that's very true. When other people give me their phones now, show me how you did that. I just slide down on the, yeah. uh, in the middle of the home screen, and I use that function. Or when I want to search something on the web, I use that. That's the that's the Google search equivalent, and I love it. Yeah, I, I, I search for everything, and I was doing that even before we did, we did this switch. Um, I didn't. I I did. I I always did. Um, you know, for the it's so underrated. It is. It's it's amazing. And when you get rid of all the icons off the home screen, search becomes everything. It's like yeah. you pull it down. And what's cool is when when you do the pull down, yeah. Um, it shows you like two rows of series suggested apps, and not always straight on, but they're pretty good. <laughs> my number one thing is my speed test because I've been messing with my internet, and that's actually very true. I still have my speed test mine's, going. Mine's health. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so uh, I got I got so used to using the sign up feature uh, and typing in the app that I wanted to open. I think that's okay. I already said that. Even on other people's phones, famously said it just works, and that's true. Uh, having a minimalistic design also kept me on top of keeping my notifications clean. This is also true. I cleaned out my inbox, my my junk inbox, mm. no notifications at all. I'm on top of my mail, and I'm on top of responding to text messages better as well. Having such an empty design made the phone almost boring for me, and that's true. I was like, ah, you know, it's just kind of there. Uh, I went onto YouTube or Twitter and whatnot, did what I needed to do, and I got off. On a side note, it put me into the... Uh, oh, it did put me to the podcast app again. So now I'm using that daily. And that's true. Because by doing that, I ended up... Because uh, at work, I have bad signal for video streaming. Yeah. But everything works fine for my podcast. So I just use pod- nice. podcasts now. Uh, so yeah, hurry up and tech needs to blow. Okay, see? Then that's when I started talking about this. Doing this test put me back into <laughs> hurry up and tech. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, anyways, the things I didn't like was how I couldn't just have my apps there. It was always at least it, oh yeah it was always at least two-step process of typing it out and then opening it that's true that there i had to go through that and that was a bit tedious for me the problem with that is that we have the iphone 10 which is 100 percent gesture based i'd rather slide my finger uh everywhere than typing on the screen that's true so my thing with the slide down function for searching something is that we don't really type everything is just sliding at this point yeah. and it felt like i had to stop the sliding because i needed to search an app and that just felt like it took me out of the iphone 10 experience i feel like if it was iphone 8 and below still do this because it's perfect but for iphone 10 more gesture based kind of stopped the gesturing when i had to keep using the search function to find my app or to find something in general uh, I don't always like how I don't use the app. Wait, I don't always like how I don't use up the app screen real estate, but the apps also, uh, but the apps still do. Okay, so it's like I'm opening it and there's all this emptiness. So it's just it's kind of weird. But then when I open up these apps that were now optimized for the ten, yeah, you know, it, it just it kind of took it away from me. So I, I, I'm at the end of it, I was actually okay with it. Um, it's still just weird for me because having ten years of looking at apps on wall on the wallpaper. Not just the doc, <laughs> but I'm convinced or but I'm conflicted because I really do love how it's just a doc. It's kind of reminds me of of uh, of an Android feature, how you can move the apps down. Uh, yes, I like yes. I like that about Android that yes. you can just appreciate the wallpaper. Too. That that was and, one of the things about Android I really liked was I can put those, you know, it's still kind of the grid, but I can put them wherever I want. And right. if I want 
if I want just two rows of four apps each at the bottom, I can do that without having to fill up the top. Right. But you know what? I like your uh, description better. It reminds me of the iMac, and I didn't even know that. Yeah. It reminds me of Mac OS. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah. I You saying that when you said that, it's like, yes, that's exactly what yeah. it is. Yep. It feels clean, and it, and it clears my head. It reminds me of when I got off of social media earlier this year, except kind of harder because I got off my phone and then spent more time on my iPad at home. <laughs> 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 well, see, uh, now you got to go do it to your iPad. This is true. The fact that you said it reminds you of Mac, I'm, I'm You got to go try it. You got to go try yeah. it. Yeah. If you're considering trying this for a week, I would recommend it fully. Cleanse your habits and force yourself to have the discipline to keep it clean and see how you feel after a week. Now that it's over for me, I'm going to create a hybrid of the two. I want apps on there, but maybe on another page. We'll see. So I actually ended up just only using half the screen anyway. Uh, I definitely oh look at you sending me stuff ruining my reading. Sorry, uh, sorry. I, no, it's fine. I was sending you a screenshot of my <laughs> iPad slash Mac. I'll look at the back end. Last sentence is that I definitely want to utilize the gestures more than typing, so maybe most of my apps will be on the next page or something. Overall experience, eight out of ten, and that's a really high rating for me. Now I'm looking at your. Uh, I'm looking at yeah, dude, that's beautiful. Ah, that's my wallpaper. I had that wallpaper on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good I wallpaper. I know where you got Such this. a good wallpaper. So <laughs> the other thing I want to mention is, um, you know, we're so used to sliding to the to the right to, to go to the different app screens where there's more yeah. stuff. Well, now, instead of doing that, I swipe to the left. To go to your widgets? To go to the widgets. And Same. And I use them more Same. than anything else now. Preach it. That is Same. that is where I go. I if so instead of like looking for the app, I just slide over. I'm like my my very first thing is weather, and then I have my calendar, you know, and yeah, then <laughs> I have fine. Siri app suggestions if I want to do apps. I have workflow, Evernote, Todoist, my VPN, uh, Scanbot, my Hue lights, Swarm, a uh, bunch of maps. So I have map destinations. I have Google traffic. I have Waze. I have. Right. Um, the deliveries app. I have Sky Guide, so I know when the um, sun comes up and sets. And you know, I have my, I have the activity widget on there, so I can see how my rings are doing. Right? Yeah. I use this page more than anything, uh, more than I have ever on the iPhone. That's crazy. And like between the the clean, absolute barren home screen you just you just took it off <laughs> yes it's it's now black it's now black it's now black that's right ladies and gentlemen he did it live yep <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i don't know i'm i actually use this phone so much differently now it's yeah. a, it's blowing my mind and i, I t it's eye-opening isn't it yeah it is i i actually like it more now than i did before <laughs> Coincidentally enough, reverse it for me. I have always used the widgets page. I never used the search function. I have oh, since it came okay. out. Yeah. What, iOS 8? 9? No, no, iOS 9 is when they introduced 3D Touch. Yeah. So iOS 9. Eight. iOS 9, I... Eight. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. iOS 9, they give you, uh, when you're able to create widgets by 3D touching something, and then I saw how they were integrating it over to the widgets page, mm. and then iOS 10 just perfected that, mm. and now it's just iOS 11, it, it, they're not there's not much more you can really do with it. Uh, I have always used the widgets page 
from my lock screen just to look at it because of the fact that I really uh, my glance. So most of the stuff that you listed, I have as well. Yeah. Starting off with like the weather, yeah, uh, and then I have the calendar because I actually use my calendar app. So it is a widget on the homepage, but I actually utilize it for all my scheduling. The fact that we did an improv. Uh, podcast right now is just because my schedule opened up earlier but if it's not in my calendar I won't remember it right. so I I use my calendar almost the way you use your to-doist but not in a checklist fact function yeah but the fact that I have so many different things happening with either I'm doing now the podcast whether I'm then working with people on their music whether I have work whether I have doctor's appointments after work sure yeah my flights everything like that yeah. so it's there oh, so yeah. I use it uh, I use my favorites like on the phone uh, for the favorites because uh, I actually have it to one like with Brittany. I f- uh, phone messages or FaceTime. She has three dedicated ones. So I could just that's my boom, quick boom, way boom. to reach yeah, her. Yeah, that's good. That's I like that. So I can text her and, and same thing with my friend Derek. Uh, he never answers his phone. He only texts. So I have him as a dedicated text only battery life. So I can check my battery yep. notes because I use notes. Uh, re- I use that every day. I'm, I was using it right now to write down some stuff. Uh, I reset the counter. I got my to do this as well, but I don't. I, I'm not as invested in to do this as you are, and I. And that makes me mad because I want to do it <laughs> as much as you do, but I just I can't. And then my bank, Navy Fed, has a widget, so it tells me my balance and mm-hmm. what my credit card usage is. So those are my two main ones that I use. Simple. I have it up there as well. My USAA for auto insurance. My Robinhood uh, stock nice, app. I still nice, use it. nice, nice. Me too. Me too. Files, uh, because now that yep, I have integrated. Files, yep. uh, D- desktop and everything sharing i got files and then i got my uh inbox oh that reminds me uh there's an app called i think it's just called email what the hell is this app called i think it's email uh it's my new it's my new catch-all it's my it's my new email i don't use my you don't use the mail dot app not anymore really? i don't even use Google. and i told you i told you uh i'm actually pulling up the name of the app right now so i can tell you but i i used to use uh google's uh gmail because i told you that was my favorite and you hated it and i was like oh i love it on the ios no Still this hate trumps it, it. <laughs> i understand uh no, i just don't like the app like i use the service and i i really like it but i yeah. the app for whatever reason just i don't know there's there's something off about it and maybe that's just a google thing because google does all their own stuff with their apps on ios i hear you but the gmail one just irks me the wrong way for some reason email it's called edison mail uh in the app store it's the best thing i it it doesn't like send me emails periodically throughout the day it does it immediately once i get an email uh edison mail also known as just email oh i use it i've downloaded it before I don't know what your experience was before, but today... Try it again. It is great. Just give it a go. Okay. See what you yeah, I'll give it, it a shot. Because I've tried I've tried uh, Google's uh, Inbox. I've tried... Uh, oh, I hate I in, Inbox. Try, oh, don't get me started I, on... I know. I do not like it. I, I, say, I hate Inbox more than I hate Gmail. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> uh, uh, is that the fanboy in you, or is it just you really don't like Gmail? No, I. You're the weirdest no, fanboy I've ever met because I remember at one point on your iOS you had nothing but Google. Yeah, no, no, I, I have n- I have no problem with <laughs> Gmail. Like I love Gmail when I'm sitting at a browser on my desktop or my laptop. I love Gmail. It's great. It, it's exactly what I want. And having Gmail come to the Mail app app <laughs> uh, <laughs> on my phone or iPad is great. It just works, right? 
I don't have a problem right. with it. It's their apps for whatever reason just drive me nuts. <laughs> I get it. Well, for me, it's because it's a Google product and it just it doesn't converse well. Well, there's over iOS. There's the other. Yeah, it doesn't converse well, and there's the whole I think Google spying on me thing that is always gnawing at the back of my head. Fact, fact. I said something one time uh, in the presence of a Google thing being open. Mm. And, I, and I know I only said it once because it was so abstract and out there. And, then it- and on God, Mike, <laughs> I go onto Twitter and I get an ad for such a such a thing i'm not even gonna say because I'm, I'm so paranoid <laughs> i don't want to say it again i don't want to say it. i don't want you to hear my shame so now i go up to random people because uh, they'll be like oh is that google chrome or are you using the google app yeah i use it like oh that's awesome gay porn gay porn gay porn, gay porn, gay porn. <laughs> that's just grinder 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 that's grinder. just mean <laughs> yeah and you know what all of a sudden somebody's like local man in your area yeah. and he's like look what you did it's like i because yep. we're the product yep yeah, well, you, that's so if true. If you don't pay for it, if you don't pay for it, you're, you're the, the product. product. Yep. And that's why I don't mind paying for iCloud. And I know I can store my photos on Google Photos. I understand that. But I know they're going to scan it, and then they're going to sell that information. Yeah, I've been... They make money on doing that. I've been you know? toying with the idea of going to, like, FastMail and paying for a FastMail subscription or just switching over to ProtonMail full-time. Have you ever heard of Proton? No, I was about to ask. What's Proton? Proton is a super secure email client um, okay. that encrypts everything, and it's. I'll I'll send you a link, and I think I can send you an invite to it. Um, How much is it? Is it is it an annual? It's free. It's but they they have paid parts, but the main um, email, if you just want the basic, it's free. What's all the the what's all the decorative stuff that makes it more than the basic um, stuff? I I have to look it up. I don't remember. They've they were always they were free for a while, and they started adding paid tiers. And um, I just I'm not sure what they are. I have to go look it up. How weird! Yeah, yeah. I, send it my way. I want to look at. I'm always looking for the next. But for now, I realize this, and, and and honestly, I I know a lot of people. It might not be in their budget, and I acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in a position where um, I can spend a little bit more, and so because of that. Uh, Privacy is more important to me now than uh, convenience in that aspect. If I can pay for the convenience and I know that uh, my information is locked down and encrypted, uh, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. It, it. It gives me that peace of mind because I know exactly what you mean about that thing in the back of your mind. Google spying on me yep. because it is. You know, Facebook is spying. Oh, I Facebook know for doing. sure. They, they openly say it's like, oh, we try to give you the best experience. Like, Screw no. you guys. I, yeah. Don't get me started on I, Facebook. I hate Facebook. I do too. I hate it with a passion. I like uh, and yet I and wish- yet we both still use it because that's where Everybody everyone is, is there. there. Get them <sighs> over to Twitter. Get them over on YouTube. Give them. I use if I could get them over. Oh, God, I want to say uh, Google Plus, but I it's Google no, that's dead. It's dead. I know. I it's know. It's still but there, but it's dead. So Instagram, I, I have a love hate relationship with Instagram. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. Instagram, though owned by Facebook, I acknowledge. Yeah, that's the. It's not. It's, <laughs> That's one of my hates. That's one of my hates, too. (laughs) But photos. Okay, cool. Photos. But 
I would say that with Instagram, it's not as invasive because you can't just put these little blurbs out there. Oh my God, fighting with my boo, and I wonder what's going to happen. And then right. all of a sudden, you, you get all these breakup music recommendation lists because an ad heard you say that. Yep. But there is you, you're sharing these moments, and I and I do love sharing the, the uh, me being a visual guy. I like that aspect. What I don't like one and Twitter too. I swear every single one of them. I just want a chronological order of a time. Yes, yes. That's it. Give me chronological. I I'll hate tell you what's when I'm important. scrolling through Facebook and it's like the weather report for two days ago. I'm like, exactly. are you kidding me? Do you know how long it took me to find out there was a terrorist attack in New York today? Uh, the date of recording this is December 11th. Uh, I don't know when this is going up. Maybe tonight, tomorrow. I'm mean, probably tomorrow. But yeah, uh, it took me this afternoon to find out that there was an attempted attack Yo, in New York. I didn't know about it until somebody texted me. It, I was on Facebook apparently when it was happening, but I didn't see it until I went back. It was just like, yeah, what the hell? So chronological thing. That's another hate thing I have about Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, to, Twitter too, because because that was my when when they texted me and they said, hey, there was a a bombing or an attempted bombing in New York. I was like, oh crap! So I hopped on Twitter thinking that's right. where I'm going to find it, and I you right. know I reload the feed. And I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, where the hell is this? Why is nobody <laughs> saying anything about it? I know. You know what's crazy is that I feel like, uh, and I see this. I've been testing this. I don't know if you've tried this. If not, you know, uh, keep in mind of this, but I'm sure you're aware. Mm -hmm. News that breaks on Facebook, I saw on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> And so when people start sharing the, about this little boy who was bullied and he this whole thing just blew up about Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that over the weekend when I was at the airport waiting to come back home. Like that was not news to me, but everyone's talking about it like it's fresh. I'm like, "Oh my god." And then it really hit me that like Twitter really does break the news first. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know why, but I know that all the main, main people over there, I use Twitter to reach out to these big companies to oh, curse them out. Oh, I'm, yeah. oh, I'm sure you I, saw my thing. I did. The Amazon <laughs> Google thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Mike, I could. that's another oh, podcast the, for another Yeah, day. That, we'll save that one. Yes. But so I curse people out. When you told me that I made a change with T-Mobile about their LT, or the, the LTE connectivity for the Apple Watch, I, I saw the type of impact that you can have with big companies over there. So I use it for, you know, soft complaints. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, I use it to, you know, see the, the people that I'm following, whether it's tech-related, uh, entertainment-related with, uh, you know, actress, ac actors, musicians, bands, etc. Um, also, the people that I follow on YouTube, I, I, I feel more connected with the YouTube community on Twitter um, than, you know, any other type of uh, community, I would say, overall. So, it's, for me, as a content creator, I understand Twitter, and I love Twitter mm -hmm. for it. Me, as a friend who has all these friends on Facebook, I can't sell that to them because at the end of the day, they have, like, if you're going to tell me something, just put it on Facebook. And that's when I caved and I just, I know you see it where if I, I'll put something on Twitter and it'll also be pushed to Facebook. Yeah, you got to push. Or vice versa. Yeah, you got to push it everywhere. Across the board when I'm putting something out there. And it's kind of, it's kind of aggravating. When I want to put this podcast out there, it's going to go on Twitter first, but I know I have to go out of my way to put it up on Facebook too because that's where the audience yep. lives. And it's my intent that maybe our inner circle might reside on Facebook and maybe that's where we'll keep it. But when it comes to an audience base i really hope that they can understand 
uh, that they better be on Twitter because <laughs> I, <laughs> I use Twitter more than Facebook because the drama's not there. Yeah. It's Facebook is so toxic. I stand by that when I said it earlier this year. It's crazy. YouTube, I find my serenity because it's it's where I go to catch up on things. No more than like podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Twitter is my uh is is my news where i can see breaking news and stuff like that without the bs unless i'm starting the bs because you know amazon and google want to be little girls <laughs> about <laughs> oh if because i have a fire tv downstairs on because it's 4k yeah. and i watch youtube down there and it makes me like you're gonna make me get on my imac that i'm not, not using anymore, anymore. <laughs> you're gonna make so i come up here you see my tv right there i actually have my apple tv connected uh to that so right here i got the little stand mm-hmm. I, I know it's out of frame but uh my remote it's right here so i watch my you know cw stuff i watch uh youtube up here but i like going downstairs because that's when i spend time with Brittany and we're watching movies and whatever um but the fact that amazon video or whatever is now on on apple tv i think i'll just I have a feeling I'm going to be bringing the Apple TV back downstairs. Yeah. I'm just going to buy the 4K one. Yeah. Something. I don't know. But this whole company's fighting over it because they're not, you're not going to sell my product and you can't have our serv- – like, oh, my God. We have to suffer well, for that's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. It's like they don't realize that all you're doing is alienating all of your customers, both of your now customers. now I hate both – yeah, now right? I hate both of them. It's like <laughs> I don't want to deal with Amazon anymore. I don't want to deal with Google. They're both bickering back and forth. Like what am I supposed to do? Why am I caught in the middle of your feud? Right. Like, I just want to watch YouTube on my Fire TV stick. You know, it's why, why is that so difficult? Exactly. Sell the damn Chromecast on Amazon.com. How hard is that? Right. And then keep your service on the Amazon TV uh, Fire Stick because it's a, like, oh, well, you can still go to YouTube.com. No, no. I need the UI. Yeah. I don't, don't. Oh, my God. Yeah. One last note before we go. Yeah. I wanted to save this one for last because okay. it's. We don't know when it's going to happen. Net neutrality. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> I I think you need to go first because it, I know I saw your tweets. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, so, all right. If it passes, if net neutrality dies... I mean, some dark times. If only there was such a place where they don't, where companies didn't have to make promises. We're not going to throttle if there's only some type of fail safe to ensure that when, didn't happen. When was the last time a company that made a promise kept that promise? Oh, God. Never. No. So I tried really hard to find the. The, the the other point of view. I was trying to be objective about it. Like, okay, what's the benefit? And for the life of me, and I mean this so sincerely, I cannot see the other point of view. Why? Because if well, if you don't like Comcast, then you can cancel them. Not if they're the only service yeah, provider. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. There is no competition. There, it's a monopoly. It, it is, and it's a monopoly of like four big providers. Yeah, split up around the country. And that's pretty much all you get. You either get DSL, which is slow as shit, or you get broadband. Right. And it's two carriers, right? It's you pick one or the other. There are no other choices. <laughs> like, I, I can't go and get, yeah, I can choose between Google Fiber and Verizon Fios and Cox Communications and Comcast. No, I don't have that. 
literally here in Colorado, I have one choice, Comcast. That's it. Right. That's all I yeah. get. So no matter what, they can screw me over all they want, and there's nothing I can do about it because guess what? I want to be connected to the internet. You know why? Because my entire life is handled on the internet. How do I pay bills? How do I buy stuff? <laughs> you know, right. like my livelihood is through the internet. If I need to do work from home, I need an internet connection. I agree exactly with that. Like I am fortunate enough that I'm in a big enough area where I get okay. So I got I got Cox, I got Directv, so it's AT and T. I got in some areas. I I think there's Time Warner, but we're not. God no, I, I mean, I don't. Time Warner sucks. But <laughs> so we have we have some choices here. But even then, it's like, so you it's gonna be a situation just like with Amazon and Google, where they're gonna make you choose their services like verizon with that whatever 49 or whatever their thing is called and you use their streaming thing because it's going to have priority and it's going to throttle and you're going to have to pay extra for these packages and these bundles so here is my thought process and this is funny because this is where it comes full circle about what we talked about earlier and this is why i saved it for the end if we lose net neutrality and they actually start screwing with our internet uh I feel like I'm going to be cornered to a point where I'm going to have to say goodbye to the iMac because it relies on my internet. And I'm just going to use the LTE that I have on my iPad through T-Mobile. And I'm just going to, that's that's my new connection. And I check, and the reason why you see me always doing speed tests and that's my most used app is because <laughs> I'm in certain areas and I've been testing where do I have the strongest connectivity of download speeds and stuff like that. And uh, I will say... Uh, very objectively that at least for here in my area T-Mobile is very strong because it's, it's a metropolitan you know type of environment so we don't have those rural areas here um, T-Mobile said long before they ever threatened about taking it away that they're like no I mean we stand by net neutrality because it's just it's fair and the reason why I kind of have to put my eggs in their basket now is one, I don't have any other choice. One, two, they don't have their Verizon FiOS. They don't have their AT&T, DirecTV, UVerse, mm -hmm. whatever. They don't have that. All they have is their is their uh, their uh, their their data. And that's it. So everything that I use the internet for now. I can mostly do on my phone. We could have found a way to make this work with like doing a screen recording on our phones and just talk to each other on a FaceTime, record the conversation and extract the audio from that. And we could have found a way, there would have been more steps so we could still make this work having no internet connection that has to do with Comcast or any of those big guys. There'd be a way. So I'm, I'm leaning on the carriers now because one, we don't have any other choice. And two... If they're going to make us pay more, I'd rather be using what I use more than the internet now. What gets problematic is when it comes to, like, say, like, my TV and I want to stream uh, whatever, uh, whether it's uh, Hulu or Netflix. The next best thing that I will only be able to do is uh, – uh, what's it called? AirPlay? Is that is that what it's called? Where I just uh, kick it over to – To the Apple uh, TV no, or something? Yeah, yeah, when I kick it yeah, over. Yeah, AirPlay. AirPlay. That's that's my only alternative now is that if we're going to play something, I could put it up there and it just pulls over there. Otherwise, I make a hotspot. But as it stands right now, none of the devices can connect to my hotspot. Uh, my iPad can and my phone yeah. uh, uh, reversely can connect to the iPad's hotspot. But, I mean, that's about it. So uh, my backup is not, you know, it's not foolproof, but 
if I'm going to be paying for something, then I might as well be paying something that I already know that I'm using anyway. And if I have unlimited data off of it and T-Mobile doesn't start throttling until 50 gigs, then, or I'm sorry, reduce the speed, uh, prioritize until 50 gigs, then I'm going to kind of stick with T-Mobile. And I know, I know that Verizon is, is you know, objectively the, the, the better network, but they're also objectively way more expensive. They have unlimited and like unlimited or something they have two different packages of unlimited because one's not really unlimited so it's like okay what are you trying to so it's too complicated and and i appreciate the ethos of what i see with t-mobile trying to you know kind of keep things clean sure yeah so i i have what what else do i have to lose i'm not gonna let you know big brother back there stick it in my rear because they're like you're stuck with me and uh the maybe on paper this whole net neutrality going away is it's not it's not even a it's not even a partisan issue like oh no government can't be, i don't understand because it keeps these companies in line from really screwing you over because there are situations like you you have no choice you have to use comcast yep and if no choice and if i want to use youtube oh you got i gotta buy the youtube package packet right oh that's another Which, uh, three dollars a month um they actually they're what country is it that actually does that there's a there's some country that you actually charges you a certain amount to access certain websites i remember when i was in japan and this bear in mind this was 2010 it was a monopoly a literal a pure monopoly just one just one company mm-hmm. and they charged you 40 dollars for the slowest speeds and then you got to add on to the package, and it was around seventy or eighty dollars that I was able to start having streaming services. And we're talking about the kind where you're paying the same for, uh, like, like streaming video games, and you're playing online and stuff like that. Um, I remember because at the time uh, Robert Tazi was my roommate, mm-hmm. and uh, him and I would just—it's like, hey, let's get the max and let's split it. And so we ended up still paying about forty dollars as it would be right. for per room. And uh, but we got the max one, and and does had packages. Not to the point where like on NMCI, the, you know, um, the for those listening, that's the the internet that the military would use. Not where it would restrict websites like it, but you know, it's like you can't do these things yeah. if you're not checking email or light browsing. Then that's it. What are you doing? You you need to use that. Upload speeds came out of cost. Download speeds came out of cost. So it, it was different back then too, but. That being a pure monopoly, I saw exactly how they handled the military over there. And I don't know if that was all of Japan or just because it was on base. And they're like, hey, we can make a quick buck off these military guys. But um, it did happen over there. And when I came back home here, I was like, thank God. And then, you know, I have choices. And and, and never once would have thought crossed my mind that we would have we would be losing uh, what would feel like a right because this is an open source commodity it's a it's that's not even a, a luxury anymore we need this to it's survive. a commodity is what it is it's it's water and sewer it's electricity yeah. it's you know gas that it that's really what it comes down to it's it just yeah. pipe it to everyone's house and be done with it it's it's I, a utility I, it's a basic utility now and at this point yeah. and there there's no reason that anybody should be throttling it it should be a single pipe you get access to the internet at whatever speed that you have piped to your house yeah whatever you can get that's that's it and that's based off of whatever wire you have run to your house i agree yeah and you know what i i can only hope that so the, our last hope is <laughs> congress uh, vetoes it <laughs> but 
that's not like uh, there's no i don't know it's not it's not gonna happen because then then you got stupid politics in play where it's like eh, well, we don't want to uh, we don't we don't care we're we're congress we're above everyone oh yeah well, no that doesn't pertain to us and if it does it's like well we make millions of dollars we'll we'll pay the packet whatever yeah, exactly exactly yeah they're gonna help us get reelected in the seat anyway yeah. so and it, that's where it's like it's not even a it's not even a partisan issue yeah. it's it's like while while you got those one percenters up there who don't give a crap about us people like us we need this our families need it because it is a utility. Yeah, it's a utility you're gonna charge us more for it the same way we need a gas in in the mid 2000s mm-hmm. and then it went up to you know, as high as like five six dollars a gallon here in san diego yeah. uh we needed gas what can you do and then all of a sudden we had these alternatives and electric cars and all of a sudden like gas is getting a little bit cheaper again but because we're finding these alternatives but you're taking away our opportunity to have these alternatives yeah. and and since people like you don't have alternatives you have to keep them honest mm-hmm. you have to keep them up so what the 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 policy is that no now you can do whatever you want but you have to be transparent about it so you're going to hide it in some thick-ass fine print text at the very bottom of a thing, which, by the way, we can throw it on you if we want. And it's like, and you're still screwed. Yep. And you can't leave them. But I feel, I don't know. I I, I don't know. This 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 is there, dark times. There's no dark solution time. for this, especially with the, the whole government that we have right now. It's just... I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to think. It's scary. Yeah. Well that could be a new podcast we'll create when we want to be more political about it. <laughs> yeah. And then we we can we can compete with uh with Ben Shapiro. Yeah, there you go. Two, two fast talking guys going That's at it, right. but I will say that uh in Europe the people that don't have net neutrality it it doesn't it's not working for no, them. No, I, I have friends over there I'm talking to and they're like, Yeah, I mean we're screwed but it's all sad it's all gray over there it's like they're in the depressed yeah, times again. yeah yeah they're <laughs> they're in the medieval times right they, they they see us thriving over here look at our favorite they're, youtubers they're, they're in the, the renaissance and we're stuck back here in the dark ages is, is what yeah, it I is know. and they're uh, man did not mean to end this on a gloomy note but here, here's to hoping until then we're just gonna keep doing, <laughs> keep doing these and putting these out and what will be will be yeah all right, you get last word. What's your any last words? What's any finish it on a good uh, note? Let's see. Good note. Uh, everyone needs to go and clean their home screen of all the apps and put them in a folder, and it will change your life. Because the past four five days have been incredible. Whole different outlook on using my phone. I'm glad to hear that. And you know what? I, I will say this as well. Anybody listening? I know we have like at least four people f- for sure who would listen to it before. So, yeah, I think it's about including four. family. You know, yeah. Uh, what we'll we'll we're we're gonna go back to taking suggestions again uh, and and tech related stuff. Tweet us. Uh, tweet us. Uh, everything's coming back. Everything's been dormant, but uh, staying tuned. Yeah, we want to try to make this a thing. Up. So we're gonna have a, a, a website. We're gonna we're gonna something's gonna be working. So there's gonna be an easier. The main thing that we're gonna try and figure out is what what's the best way we can streamline everything to a listener and what makes it a good user experience. And then we're gonna work around that because it's our job to get to the audience and let them try to find us. We need that discoverability part of it. And then you know, oh, and 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 obviously uh, audience participation, engagements, and stuff like that. That was that was fun when we did that a few mm-hmm. times. Yeah. So, but. All stuff to be continued, and we'll try to have these out. You know, not months or years at a time. We'll we'll make this very consistent. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Let's keep this going. 
There we go. There's the positive. All right. I'm awake. Awesome. I'm motivated. <laughs> All right. Well, All that's right. it. Till next I, time. I'm gonna. Until next time, we'll see you. Uh, what? Come up with a, a catchy. Uh, until next time, hurry up and tap.